The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's what's on the schedule. Through Sunday, you can see the Golden Girls as the last continue four shows inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. Tomorrow, it's Quinn 92, the People's Tour with special guest Arizona and Julie Wolf at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 16th, Nickelback in downtown Grand Rapids with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 21st, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. It's John Mellencamp. Get your tickets now at AXS.com. June 24th, C.S. Lewis on stage. Further up and further in, inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. June 27th, Morgan Wallen is back in downtown Grand Rapids. The One Night at a Time Tour inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And June 29th, Dude Perfect, the Pandemonium Tour at Van Andel Arena. July 11th through the 16th. And 18th through the 24th, Broadway presents Frozen inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. July 12th, it's the Three Ice, three-on-three hockey tournament at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets now to experience this event in downtown Grand Rapids at Ticketmaster.com. And July 21st, Big Time Rush, the Can't Get Enough Tour at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Tickets also available at Ticketmaster.com. And at DeVos Place, through June 17th, the Youth Art Exhibit will take place, spotlighting the best artistic talent of young kids in Grand Rapids in conjunction with the Grand Rapids Festival of the Arts. June 9th through the 11th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, it's JAFX, the 27th annual convention featuring Japanese visual culture. All this is happening in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in Grand Rapids. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in America or all around the world where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, we'll talk about the Big Ten and their quick release there was like a one or two story leak and boom, we had Michigan and Michigan State and the rest of the Big Ten in 2024 and 2025 with USC and UCLA 
uh, both coming into the Big Ten. I still haven't heard anything about the elimination of the divisions. We'll have Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He'll give us the latest and his thoughts on Michigan's schedule. We'll talk about Michigan State. Also, I asked Clayton about Ohio State not putting Michigan or even the Block M, just T-U-N, team up north. So that will be with Clayton here in just a couple of minutes. Superfly tells me standing by. We'll get an update on the Lions OTAs. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, will join us. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational has a tongue going on. The two-person LPGA team event in July at the Midland Country Club. Another update on that great event. And their Eat Great Trail and everything happening. I'll be hosting the blog party to kick off tournament week on Sunday, July 16th in downtown Midland. Be a busy show. Uh, Bush Light, huge question of the day with the NBA Finals. Game four tonight, Denver and Miami. What's your readjusted game number in terms of how many games it will go. You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. There are local bank, local team members, local decision makers, a bank you can trust and depend on, which is more important than ever before. So yeah, how many games? I readjusted from six to five. You can do that throughout the broadcast. Let's go talk about the Big Ten schedule release. They just moved it really fast. Yesterday, around 4.30, they released it. Clayton Safey, one of our Michigan insiders from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by on the roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, when, the, when the schedule came out, because there was a leak. I think Brett McMurphy had something that Michigan would play at USC and UCLA at home. But then the rest of it came out, knowing that they have Texas on the schedule. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I hope J.J. McCarthy sticks around for 2024 because uh, that, that might be one of the toughest schedules on paper I've ever seen for a Michigan football team in the regular season. Yeah, it's almost like maybe the Big Ten was trying to punish them for their weak non-conference schedules. Over the last couple of years, I joke, but who knows? Um, yeah, and, and there's going to be some high-profile matchups here. You mentioned Texas coming to Big House. That could be a J.J. McCarthy-Arch Manning battle, which would be really, really fun to watch. And then at USC, Michigan's first road game at USC since 1957. They'd have UCLA coming to town. They haven't played them since 2000. Um, Ohio State on there, of course. But Wisconsin coming to town, Minnesota coming to town for the Little Brown Jug. Uh, Michigan's two protected opponents going forward, not just in these two years that they've released Ohio State and Michigan State, pretty obvious, makes a lot of sense. Some people thought potentially Penn State would be on there, but I think and Penn State's the only team not to have any protected rivals in this, and I think that that makes sense. They don't totally have that one rival that, that makes sense. They joined the Big Ten in the 90s. You know, obviously um, they they don't have as much history with some of these other opponents, so they're going to they're going to kind of be flexible and, and do this in two-year windows, it seems like, which I think is smart. Uh, no divisions means that we could get Michigan-Ohio State two weeks in a row and probably will at some point, uh, considering it seems like this model is going to be what it's going to be going forward. So that would be something uh, that would be interesting. And uh, as we've talked about quite a bit, I feel like over the last few months too, 12-team playoff coming up in college football so yeah you may not win the big 10 it's going to be really hard to do 
with USC, UCLA coming in, um, you know, with the fact that the divisions are gone, so you're not going to necessarily play a West team in the Big Ten championship game. The Big Ten East is 8-0 in those games. But you can still get in the playoffs. You could still win a national title. So it's going to be a little bit closer to basketball, in my opinion, where, yeah, you may not win your conference, but in the regular season is going to be a totally different thing than the playoffs as long as you can get in. Um, but some really exciting matchups coming up in 2025. The same thing. They go at Oklahoma in the non-conference and then uh, have some exciting matchups. Penn State back on the schedule and uh, Michigan State on the road, things like that. So should be exciting. Um, you know, I'm going to miss the divisions a little bit, but it seems to be the way to go. And every team, too, huge, is going to play every other Big Ten team within two years, at least once. That's something the SEC cannot say. They just stuck with eight conference games. You're gonna, they're going to go years without playing some other teams. So, in theory, I, I you know I'm pretty happy with with this model. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Big Ten, done with divisions, conference opponents announced for 2024, 2025, and I think why they did this so far out is that it really elevates the status of the Big Ten when you inject USC and UCLA into those schedules. I agree. And I think, too, so the way they're kind of doing it with a lot of teams, a lot of the schedules I've looked at, and I haven't counted them up, uh, but it seems like you play one West Coast team per year. Um, And it seems like with Michigan in 2024, they got them playing both, and then neither of them in 2025. So I think they want to get off to a strong start when it comes to TV ratings. Uh, you know, just a, just juice in some of these matchups that first year with those two teams coming to the conference and with the new TV deal. So I think they want to start out on a strong note. They know Michigan draws. They know, uh, you know, they can get that LA TV market as well. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be different. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, yesterday was on BTN uh, talking to those guys about the schedule release, and he said, you know. We want to uphold history and tradition in this conference, you know, talking about the rivals. And I just thought it was funny, given that they're also welcoming in two teams from the West Coast. Uh, But this is the way college football is going. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the SEC next year. There's going to be further expansion. So the Big Ten has done a pretty good job, I think, of, you know, staying ahead of the curve. Uh, It was a little reactive, probably, to Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC but I think they've done a solid job of positioning themselves well as we kind of enter a new era of college football. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com talking about Michigan, their 2024 opponents uh, on the road will be Illinois, Ohio State, Rutgers, USC, Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, UCLA, and Wisconsin at home. That will be for 2024. And then in 2025, Michigan will have away games at Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, and home games against Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State, and Purdue. So, yeah, it kind of equals out from 2024 out of 2025. And the elimination of the divisions, I, 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 don't, I don't know long term because I'm looking at this and I'm seeing Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State still on the schedule is that good for Michigan to have Penn State and Ohio State both as protected schools in terms of just how tough those programs are when you're mixing in uh, the UCLA's and the USC's? Well, Penn State uh, is on that 2025 schedule, but not on in 2024. And then you don't have USC and UCLA in 24. So I think it kind of 
evens out. Um, you know, like we said, Penn State is kind of that team that's you have your protected teams for two years, but that's going to change after the two years for them. Uh, maybe they'll pick up a rival that they have going forward. So there's flexibility built in in this. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because you add 16 teams, and I think they've done a good job of making sure everyone plays each other within two years. But there's going to be unbalanced schedules, and they still haven't released what the tiebreaker is going to look like for the Big Ten championship game. I mean, uh, there was somebody on, on Twitter the, uh, yesterday that came out with and basically just looked through the schedules and said that in both 2024 and 2025, there could be three or four teams that go undefeated, uh, and some of them not having played each other, so there wouldn't be head-to-head there, obviously. Uh, and then you have to pick between them. So they're going to have to have a really complicated tiebreaker system and maybe they'll go to your model of, of the, you know, the committee deciding. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily trust who they would put on there, but uh, that would be really interesting. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I'd expect that to happen, but it's going to be a complicated tiebreaker system. So you could have some frustration there. But then you have this point. Well, you may get left out of the Big Ten championship game, but that may you know, give you an extra opportunity to just slide into the playoff and not have to play a 13th game. So I think... This model, with the way they're going and the way the playoffs has expanded to 12 teams starting in 2024, is actually going to devalue the importance of a Big Ten championship. It's going to be really hard to win. You're going to feel really good about yourself for doing so. But if you don't uh, and you still are in that top 12, you're probably not going to sweat it too much. Yeah, and looking at those schedules, you're right about Penn State, not on Michigan's schedule in 2024, but Ohio State and Michigan State are on their schedules for 2024, 2025, those look like uh, the two protected schools that they could play every year. And one point I did discuss, I think it was with Ballas yesterday, uh, when when the schedule, when the leak came out from McMurphy that Michigan was going to play at USC and UCLA before uh, the Big mm-hmm. Ten announcement when they scrapped the divisions and everything, Clayton. I, I believe that they will follow the playoff committee rankings and the top two teams in the Big Ten from the playoff committee rankings will play in the Big Ten championship. I think that's the easiest way to make it as neutral as possible, uh, unless there, you know, a Big Ten coach or AD couldn't, who's on the committee couldn't, uh, you know, vote or something. Uh, but I, I believe that's yeah. the fairest way to do it, at least early, right? Yeah. That that's actually a good point. Yeah, that would be the t- and that's probably why they haven't come out with a a tiebreaker because if you were going to go with something that's mathematical or you know, um, and actually you know you have step by step. Okay, well if they still tie at this, then you go to the next step. Uh, then they probably would have already released it. So you're probably right about that, and it might be the way to go. Uh, but then it's interesting too because it's like let's say you have like last season two versus three Michigan Ohio State. Then they play two weeks in a row. Uh, you know, one team could lose two in a row or they could split. They could both lose seeding uh, in the uh, college football playoff rankings potentially. Uh, obviously, depends on what happens, happens elsewhere. So you may actually get dinged a little bit for making that game. But uh, at the same time, you want to win a Big Ten and, and all that. But uh, it's going to be just a totally different world starting in 2024. We get one last year of uh, the semi. You know, it's not a pure sport by any means, but, uh, you know, a little more traditional this fall. And then uh, – we're jumping into a completely different world. We're going to be out in at the L.A. Coliseum, you know, covering a Michigan USC game in September, October, or November. Uh, I hope it's November for the weather's sake. Uh, you know, getting out of the, of the out of the Michigan weather, but it's just going to be completely different. Uh, pretty exciting 
I think some of us, though, that like the tradition, you know, don't love the way things have headed, but uh, you got to embrace it. Yeah, 2024, Michigan, Ohio State will move away from the holiday Thanksgiving weekend to the weekend before where it used to be old school. The conference championship games then will be on that Thanksgiving uh, weekend. And you mentioned Michigan, Ohio State possibly back to back with the regular season game and a meeting in the Big Ten. How about three in a row if with the playoff committee seedings, the expansion to 12 games that both Michigan and Ohio State made it, they can meet three times in the same year? <laughs> right? That would be absurd. That would be absurd. It could happen. It happen. It's not it crazy. No, it's not crazy. Or, or you know, yeah, because there are multiple possibilities. All right, so all right, let's, go, let's do it here. There, there are two ver- we'll go off of last year. And say last year was 12 games. So that's two versus three. Uh, obviously, uh, the last game, then Michigan wins. Ohio State uh, made the playoffs. Okay? All right. Yep. So, um, but now, say it was this championship game format. That would have been Michigan-Ohio State and Indy the next week. And then and then if there's a 12-game format based on seedings, it could mean again <laughs> three times in a year. Yeah, and it's not just the first round either. Let's say one of them gets one of those four buys. You know, they could have a game. One of them has a game in between, but they could meet. I mean, there are multiple scenarios, though, where they could play three times, and it wouldn't be the most shocking thing of all time if, if it happened in the next five, ten wow. years or whatever. That's they crazy. almost met twice this past season. It came down to TCU between TCU and Ohio oh. State. That three seed, obviously, mm. they gave it to TCU, but they could have done it last year. Um, you know, then Ohio State wins that. So that's that's the thing, though, too, is it not only devalues the Big Ten championship with the way things have gone, but you know it could devalue the the regular season matchup between Michigan and Ohio State if they would have played last year for a second time, and Ohio State wins that game. You know, it kind of erases some of the momentum or, or all of the momentum or most of it that Michigan has in the rivalry. So it's it's really really interesting, and um, we actually could have had this possibility too with the two teams meeting two weeks in a row back when it was the legends and leaders, which I know you love. Um, but that obviously didn't happen because Michigan uh, was not in a great place at that time. This could be what we just discussed, or that would be three times meeting within a you know six week period, five week period. This could be the reason that Ohio State Michigan may move off the end of the year. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think immediately, um, but it could happen. Why'd you say way. yeah? It's not going to happen immediately. Uh, because they've already talked about how in 2024, Gene Smith was on BTN yesterday saying that him and Ward Manuel have talked about it, and, and they both agreed that you know it's it's the best thing for that to be a possibility to play two weeks in a row. So it sounds like at least to start here, they're going to continue to play on that final weekend. Um, but I could see a scenario where let's say they start meeting two weeks in a row for a couple years in a row, and maybe the Big Ten and, and both institutions decide that it might be best to switch to another date we've seen multiple rivalries over the years that used to be played on a certain date move around michigan ohio state is a little um you know more of a a tradition it's kind of a staple on that last weekend so i think it'd be really tough for some people to get there but if things keep moving the way they are in college football and traditions keep getting you know knocked to the side then i could see it at some point but not right away yeah, Ryan Day laying awake at night since yesterday knowing he could play michigan three times in a season. 
if he stole the coach right. in 2024. We'll wait and see uh, what happens yeah. this year. Clayton Safe, he knows everything about Michigan and the Big Ten from the Wolverine.com. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Clayton, good stuff today. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much. You too. Yeah, Clayton Safey talking about Michigan's schedule and the possibility of those two teams meeting three times in a year. Well, that could happen with Michigan, Michigan State, right? If, if State can get back to national prominence. I love all this talk. No more divisions, right? Just a, a USC, UCLA coming in. Just You talk about the conference going next level. It's amazing. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. If you want to join us, our Bushlight huge question of the day. Your adjusted game total on how many games the NBA Finals will go. Game four tonight, Miami Heat hosting the Nuggets down uh, two games to one. You can answer that question on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge text chain. It's free. You can text us anytime you want to. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And speaking of texting, how would you like to win two nights stay, 36 holes of golf for you and three friends? You have to be 21 and up. Text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000. And we'll have monthly drawings through early September where you could win two-night overnight stay, 36 holes of golf at Tullymore, which is less than an hour north of Grand Rapids, the Agamemnon Golf Resort between Elk Rapids and Charlevoix, or the Dumaglass Golf Club between Boyne City and Charlevoix. 21 and up, uh, just text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other. Friday, June 16th at Van Andalouina. Nickelback, the Get Rolling Tour with Brantley Gilbert. And Josh Ross. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Get rolling and get your tickets now. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Perfectly primed steaks, handcrafted cocktails, warm hospitality. 
Roots Chris Steakhouse, coming soon to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort. This isn't just any dining experience. It's an unparalleled steakhouse experience where USDA prime beef is cooked to perfection and your last bite is as good as your first. All with a sign of Roots' legendary hospitality. Roots Chris Steakhouse, coming soon to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Hey, Meyer. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Let's root for the home team. This week, shop Meyer for 30% off Tigers apparel. Exclusions apply. Meyer, your proud hometown partner of the Detroit Tigers. Now that's a winning team. Boys, one, two, three, stretch your out at the old ball You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Go check in with Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist when it comes to the Lions and the NFL. Lions have their OTAs. Offseason continues. A lot of enthusiasm and excitement about uh, the upcoming season. And uh, Mike is standing by from Detroit. How you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, Huge. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, now with the mix of the new free agents, uh, the rookies uh, in Allen Park, the OTAs, uh, what has caught your attention? Well, yeah, and then the, the, the mandatory mini camp, by the way, too, which just closed out yesterday. What caught my attention was probably I looked at. I really wanted to look at the rookie draft picks. Well, rookie draft picks, I just, whatever. But that, that's who I was, you know, most interested because they're new and all that. And I thought, you know, the two first round picks, the two second round picks. I thought that the Lions got what they needed, and and they're going to get. I think they're going to get production and help from those from those two. Probably overall though huge is probably the most important thing is what what has the the moves they've made in the secondary, signing the three free agents, drafting Brian Branch of Alabama in the second round. That's probably meant more, you know, to the team than anything else they did and 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 at this moment, so far, it, it's it's real, they're really going to give an upgrade to the secondary, both at wherever they play, they end up playing those guys at safety, at nickelback, cornerback, uh, whatever. They've really, they've really made made a difference back there. So you see a visual just early on uh, that the secondary looks better. I know it's just a mini camp, and you've seen sure. OTAs and everything, but they look improved. Yeah, yeah, and huge one thing about it: there's no, you know, there's no. Uh, contact or anything like that, but one thing with with this, with the uh, this is just my opinion. But you know, with the the passing game, both the throwing the ball and defending it, I think you can really tell some things because with the ball in the air, you see guys react to the ball. And we were talking to uh, to uh, Jared Goff a couple of days ago. You know, he was doing his, his media interview session there, and somebody asked him about the about the secondary, just from his standpoint, throwing against it. Now it wasn't just the three days in minicamp; it's been since. What third week in April or whatever it was where they started all this? I asked him what he thought, and he said it's it's stickier, meaning they had less room to operate. Uh, it, you know, it could you know smaller windows, tighter windows, as they call it, and that's a good sign to me. In other words, they've got good 
veteran players back there who can who can react to the ball, who know how to cover cover well, and that's that's something I think that Detroit Lions really needed. Uh, Jamison Williams, who they'll miss the first six games, how'd he look? Yeah, he looked terrific to me. You know, I, I watched him one day. It was the first day of the mini camp, or the, of the mini camp, or the second day, and ran a couple of routes. It just didn't didn't look sharp, didn't look crisp to me. But you, know, you can't make too much of, of of one route. But tell you what, he had on the second and third days of the camp, he really made some plays. He really did. Now, the one thing I really want to see is him, you know, take the quick slant and go sixty. You know, and then kind of get to the twenty yard line, look back over his shoulder, and go, ha ha, can't catch me. But he he looked good, good good uh, good hands, good routes, able to get open. He did. Now, you know, you're not getting jammed at the line of scrimmage. I understand all of that, but for what they were doing and how you can do it, I thought he looked really good. I really did. I saw, and, and I was just, yeah. I was just one thing. And I'm a, I'm kind of skeptical. I really am, but he looked good. Yeah, and and speaking of looking good, I saw Tim Twenty Men's notes. Uh, that uh, rookie running back uh, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, rookie tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Their playmaking ability was undeniable uh, during that minicamp. Absolutely, you know, we went with uh, with uh, with Jameer Gibbs from Alabama after two seasons at, at Georgia Tech. By the way, he led he led the Alabama both in both in yards yards rushing and receptions. It just to show you what the kind of versatility he has. But there was one play there where they you know sent him out, you know, line up wide left, came back right, set, and then took a, a toss left and just just. Accelerated right through the secondary. He looks like he's going to do do some good things for the Detroit Lions. You know, with the also with the addition of David Montgomery, the free agent from the Bears, free agent running back from the Bears. Those two additions, I think, they're better at running back right now than they were a year ago with Dwight, with the, with the Swift and, and 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 the other Williams. I think they're better right now. These two are better than the two they had before. Mike, my opinion. And Michael here at DetroitLions.com joining us talking about uh, the offseason for the Lions mini camp that just wrapped up. You know, I was reading a story about golf yesterday and I looked at his age and you forget that he's only 28. He seems really comfortable uh, heading into only his eighth season. He seems like he's been playing in the league for 15 years. Uh, your, your thoughts on where golf is at on and off the field right now as a Detroit Lion? Well, it's just it's, it's just clear that he's he's the leader of the team now. He really is. Now, it doesn't mean other guys, including the two defensive backs, are pretty vocal. Doesn't mean they have a voice in things. But you know, he's not a dictator. He's but he's a he's a leader, and there's a difference. And just the way he handles himself and everything. There are, look, there are a lot of things that go with playing quarterback in the National Football League that really have nothing to do with with playing the game, but they impact on it. And it's you know, it's it's the meeting the media. It's it's a different other obligations that you have. And he's he's very comfortable handling all of that stuff. He really is. Uh, that's one of the things that, that Jameer, excuse me, Jameer Gibbs commented on when somebody asked him about Jared Goff, and he said, "I guess I can tell he's a real good person. He takes the time to go through the routes with me. Tells me how he wants him to run." Look, that's a rookie talking to a you know talking to really an eight-year veteran right now, an eight-year veteran a quarterback, but taking time for him. Now, I'm sure most every other quarterback would do the same thing. But it, it really, really struck a chord with with their rookie running back. You know, you mentioned the secondary visually improved from a year ago, yeah. and yes. we're talking about the running backs looking better. Uh, edge depth is there, lineman depth, uh, linebackers. Uh, they've upgraded the last couple of years. Obviously, I'm trying to find a weak spot, and again, I'm not uh, declaring them undefeated. And if 
five-time Super Bowl champions, but just compared to a year ago, where where would you say are the weaknesses? You're an opposing team right now, and you watch this minicamp tape, and granted, it's not game day tape, but you're trying to figure out to attack what would be the weakest spot offensively and defensively for the Detroit Lions. What would those be? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I think I, I still wonder if they have the, the, the interior defensive tackle that they really would like to have. You know, if that, it, it's, I, I'm not sure about that. A limit deal, I think, will be uh, will be improved. You know, now in his third year, you know, he's got some things going for him. You know, he's a little bit better shape. He's he's you know he's he's lost some weight, but you know, really you know, really muscled up though. So he's not. It's not like he's going to be weaker just because he's going to be lighter. I think that that might still be an issue. Uh, to me, I think part of it is, and look, the offensive line is one of the best units in the National Football League. But they've gone through a couple of years now in a row where they haven't been able to stay healthy. And I think, you know, hold your breath as I'm writing for Sunday or Monday, I should say. Hold your breath because they're fine right now. But, uh, you know, in fact, Taylor Decker talked about that yesterday. He said, we haven't we haven't had our projected offensive line on, on for a full season together for the last two years. And he's right. I mean, look, they had missed two, two years ago, Miss Frank, uh, Frank now missed, what, 11 games, 12 games, something like that. They didn't have Big Vitae for any games last year. So, you know, keep those guys healthy and they'll be even better. I think that's that's got nothing to do with strategy. A lot of that's just luck. But, you know, it's time to get a little bit of luck on your side. And it's interesting. A year ago we were talking about the O-line being the strength of this team, and now we're just yep. hoping that they can – Stay healthy. It's how quick things can change in the NFL, usually because of injuries and also movement of players. His name is Mike O'Hare. You can follow him, Tim Twentyman, and the crew uh, all season long, out of season, DetroitLions.com. Mike, thanks for the mini camp update. All right. Thanks for having me, Huge. Great talking to you. All right. Back at you. Mike O'Hare from the Detroit Lions crew joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a coffee, a craft coffee. Uh, that is roasted and brewed uh, here in Grand Rapids. You can find it in retail locations all across the state. They get their beans in uh, from Central America. They also have a canned nitro cold brew without sugar or additives. It's the official wake-up drink in the morning or during the day when you need it. Uh, Look for it at RoastUmber.com. You can have it delivered to your home or business or at your local store. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network. For my friends on the DraftKings Casino app, if you're a fan of going to the actual casino, well, now you can do it from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings Casino. You can play blackjack, roulette, slots, and right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you got to do is sign up with promo code HUGE because your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. You can play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now, sign up with promo code HUGE, and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. 
See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to mrcarwash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to mrcarwash.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Time to check in with the voice of your Detroit Lions, Dan Miller. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee. Guest line will get his thoughts on the recent Lions minicamp, the offseason. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You know, I'm I'm reading. I wasn't there in Allen Park, but looking at DetroitLions.com, listening to feedback of those who were there, uh, this looks like a much improved team from the team that finished eight and two a year ago. Yeah, you know, I, I was kind of reflecting on the last three days and listening to players and watching. And the one takeaway I have is just it's just a confident group. I mean, I think they really believe in themselves. You know, I've kind of had a hard time wrapping my arms around the expectations because I believe more in you know actually doing it than people talking about it but I think a part of that is just that these guys believe in themselves and they've added some guys in particular in in CJ Gardner-Johnson and and Sutton that that really add to that. Dan Campbell talked about it the other day. These guys are veterans. They've been through it. As he put it, they've got skins on the wall and I think they fit right in and they kind of bring some swagger where they needed some on the back end of that defense and then getting Tracy back and Kirby Joseph just has looked really good too. So I just think there's a lot of good things happening. And again, I'm 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 kind of taking things slow, and I want to see them do it more than I want to hear people talk about what they expect them to do. But I think one of my takeaways from this camp has just been that this group, you know, has kind of slid into these expectations. And while they understand them, they understand the work that it's going to take to realize them. Yeah, I think the talent pool is set, and I agree with you. Now let's get to the 17 games on the schedule and see what this team can do. There are things you can't control like injuries and health and uh, bad breaks. But, man, I was going through it this morning uh, looking at the additions through free agency, the draft, the impact players I think they grabbed on that top side 
of the draft and you know they they filled almost every hole they had for a team that did finish eight and two but again a, a slow start horrible start two horrible starts the only negative really connected to Holmes and Campbell in those first two years but man they they filled the holes Dan and now the, let's see if the young guys can handle the lights on and game time and Goff seems really mature. Uh, he's grown into that leadership role, and I know that question was out there during minicamp. Is he a better QB than he was in L.A.? Yeah, and, and I think Jared has, has done some good things, and he's adapting to new weapons at Laporta and Gibbs. And um, you know, look, they've they've got some change on that offense that they have to deal with, and. You know, I think one of the questions that I have is wide receiver. I mean, Amon Ra's a star. I want to see who can step up behind him and who can, you know, in particular early in the season. But they've got so many options out there. I mean, even, you know, they were working Brock Wright in again the other day. And, and, you know, he was doing some nice things out there. They've really been moving Zilstra around the field. And these are guys that, that I don't even know how big a role they'll have once the season starts. But, you know, Ben Johnson has options. The, the Gibbs. You know, he's, he's looked like a rookie at times, but, man, when he catches the ball and, and you see him turn up field, it, it's really something special. There's just not many people that have that kind of speed and, and elusiveness. So, you know, I think Goff feels that. I think he's got such faith in that offensive line, which is together and playing well and healthy for the time being, and that's important. Um, and then, you know, probably my, my biggest question, I love what they did in the secondary. You know, I think there was a moment – where C.J. Gardner-Johnson broke up a pass in the end zone, and he kind of turned to a group of us that were standing there and said to nobody in particular, you know, you guys ain't had blank like this in Detroit before. And he just plays with this confidence, man, and I think it's really going to permeate throughout that defense. And this is a guy that has won in this league, been in this league, led the league in interceptions, done a lot of great things. I think guys are going to gravitate towards him. He's a talker. I think that's a good thing. And I think that uh, he, he's going to be somebody that's really going to be out front for this defense this year. So, yeah, there's a lot of good things happening. I think there's still some questions, you know, to get proved you can stop the run, which is key in this league. But, um, look, this team's in a better place than they've been in a long, long time. And it's not just talent. It's, it's confidence, and it's the guys that embody that talent and the way they approach their business. Dan Miller, radio voice of your Detroit Lions, TV guy down in Detroit, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Uh, when was the last time you have seen a roster like the Lions have going into this 2023 season? Yeah, I think, look, I think, I think that 2014 team had, you know, real – possibilities uh they just never really clicked on offense that year and your offensive coordinator was gone halfway through the next year uh it's unfortunate that 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 thing never really came together that defense was historically good against the run um and obviously the the playoff game that they let get away in dallas and and you know you can talk about the flag but they jumped up 14 nothing and stopped scoring you can't do that in this league and then i think you've got to go back to the 90s and you know, those teams that had a ton of talent but just never had a quarterback. And I think that, that's what I would look at in terms of, you know, what I would compare this group to is, you know, the group with Barry and Spielman and, and, and on Jerry Ball and all the Porsche and all those guys in the mid-90s. I mean, they, that team, look, you put even a decent quarterback on that team and it's probably, 
you know, Super Bowl caliber, but they just didn't have that. And I think, you know, then, like I said, then you go to 2014, then I think you come to this year, and I think this this team has a real chance to, to be something special, but you, you've got to go out and earn it. you got to go out and do it, and you can't, as you alluded to a moment ago, have a slow start and dig a hole and then try to fight your way out. But, you know, the more I watch this team, the less I worry about it, and I think that's probably the best way to put it. The more I watch the way they approach their business, and you said it, there's some things that, that you can't control, and we'll, you know, we you deal with those when and if they happen, but um, I would say the more I see this team and watch the way that they approach things, the more confident I get about it. Dan Miller, TV guy in Detroit, radio voice of your Detroit Lions, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Lions recent minicamp. Dan, thank you for the time. Enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Same to your listeners. Enjoy it. Yeah, he's a good man. Dan Miller checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber Beans from Central America, roasted and brewed in Grand Rapids. Craft coffee, nitro, cold brewers can. Look for it in your local retailers or go to roastumber.com. That is roastumber.com. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's what's on the schedule. Through Sunday, you can see the Golden Girls as the last continue four shows inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. Tomorrow, it's Quinn 92, the People's Tour, with special guest Arizona and Julie Wolf at Vidandal Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 16th, Nickelback in downtown Grand Rapids with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 21st, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. It's John Mellencamp. Get your tickets now at AXS.com. June 24th, C.S. Lewis on stage. Further up and further in, inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. June 27th, Morgan Wallen is back in downtown Grand Rapids. The One Night at a Time Tour inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And June 29th, Dude Perfect, the Pandemonium Tour at Van Andel Arena, July 11th through the 16th. And 18th through the 24th, Broadway presents Frozen inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. July 12th, it's the Three Ice, three-on-three hockey tournament at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets now to experience this event in downtown Grand Rapids at Ticketmaster.com. And July 21st, Big Time Rush, the Can't Get Enough Tour at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Tickets also available at Ticketmaster.com. And at DeVos Place, through June 17th, the Youth Art Exhibit will take place, spotlighting the best artistic talent of young kids in Grand Rapids in conjunction with the Grand Rapids Festival of the Arts. June 9th through the 11th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, it's JAFX, the 27th annual convention featuring Japanese visual culture. 
All this is happening in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in Grand Rapids. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Friday broadcast being heard all across the state, 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live anywhere in America or all around the world where you get mobile service. I was looking at the countries where we're popular. We're number two right now. In Ukraine, behind the best hits of Biden in terms of podcast listening. Thank you, everybody in Ukraine. Just search the huge show on the iHeart app. Superfly Hayes is our stellar producer extraordinaire behind the glass. Totally unmotivated in the heat of summer. Can't wait for this week to end. Thank you for your dedication, Brett. Uh, Inside this hour, Anthony Clark Jr., one of our NBA playoff insiders, will join us. We'll talk about the heat in a must-win situation tonight. Uh, A.C. Jr. in the hizzy in just a moment. Uh, We do have our Bush Light huge question of the day. How many games will the NBA Finals go? I'm sticking with five, even though I started with six before the series. So I love how I said, I'm just going to stick with five. Well, Bill, what? wait a minute. Isn't that what Anthony said, that he wanted to change to five, and I told him he couldn't change it <laughs> a week ago? And, and now I'm changing it. So Superfly saying, welcome to the huge studios, Anthony, where Bill can do what he wants to, but everybody else has to live absolutely by different rules. He goes, I'm going to go five. I go, oh, you're going to change it now? <laughs> We don't change on the huge show. No. Wait a minute, Bill. A week later, did you just change live on air? Uh, Yeah, I did. It's how we roll. I tell people, produce the tape. And then I think, wait a minute. Everything we say and do is on the huge show podcast. All you have to do is search the huge show wherever you download podcasts. So I think the series is tonight. You know, if Miami wants to... Uh, keep it going. Uh, they've got to win. If they lose two straight, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, like realistically, how can they go back to Denver and find that sense of urgency they were f- able to find in Game Two? Realistically, it, I agree, it's done. There's no way. You know, you saw it in Game Three that just the talent. And, and before the finals began, we were talking about the matchup and that when you line them up roster to roster. Uh, you you see a, a mega difference in terms of talent on the plus side mm-hmm. uh, with Denver. But uh, as I talked with Scoop Jackson from ESPN Chicago yesterday, Miami has found a way every time in the playoffs when you say, oh, you know what, Knicks are going to get this one. Uh, wait a minute, Boston's going to win four straight and be the first to ever do that. Uh, it didn't happen, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. You go back to the Milwaukee, oh, they lost Hero, they're done. 
right? Mm -hmm. Even though he might return. So uh, your thoughts on Miami tonight? What do they need to do to even up the series? Well, Bam has been playing pretty aggressively, honestly, on both ends. Although his plus or minus isn't really as positive as he was wanted, it's still a lot of aggressiveness we're seeing out of him. So I just think he needs to keep playing at the level he's playing at. Jimmy, you know, he's putting up solid points. I mean, he had 28 in Game 3, but just that efficiency overall, Miami's efficiency is just not as well as it should be compared to Denver. So overall, the team just has to play a lot better. You can't have Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, you know, Duncan and Caleb Martin combined for a total of 29 points that's just I mean that's their bread and butter as far as positive points so overall the team just really 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 needs to find that urgency that they found in game two I think the urgency which we watched in game two of this series uh, NBA finals game seven uh, in Boston when they're hitting their outside shots when they're hitting uh, when they're Knocking down mega threes, Miami is almost unbeatable. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that, that whole cast that they have out in that perimeter, when they're not hitting, it's going to be a tough game. So I agree, Huge. It's, they need to be lights out from behind the three point line. So what do you do if you're Spolstra in Miami, even Pat Riley, you know, office conversation where, you know, Nikola Jokic, uh, arguably is having one of the better playoff runs any player's ever had. It's, you know, Magic, Jordan, Aska, LeBron, Prime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Curry, you know, 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists in that Game 3 win on the road. Crazy. The first player in NBA history to have a 30-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist uh, game in the finals in association history. I, the way I'd do it, and, and I'm sorry if I was a coach, I would pack it in, not let him drive and get to the line. I would back off of him, mm-hmm. which takes away help, and then the quick pass, and somebody like Murray is standing there wide open. Right. I just let him shoot the three. Absolutely. And if he's on, we lose. If he's not, we got a shot. Right. Yeah. They obviously want to be able to shut down that uh, that paint presence, and that's kind of what you just said in Game Three. Miami, they finally get Kevin Love back after a several game absence. I think he had a back injury, so they started him over Caleb Martin to try and cut down those skip passes across the paint, like you're saying. When Nikola's backing down, gets a skip pass out to the perimeter, and you know Jamal Murray, somebody else is out there, and they knock it down. So Miami's definitely gonna have to find a way to incorporate. I don't know, just figure out some type of length and be able to shut down that or excuse me that paint to force Nicola out in the perimeter like you said and hopefully just live or die with whether or not he makes it. Yeah, I saw a story from Sam Quinn at CBS Sports that uh, Jokic leads odds for NBA Finals MVP. Yeah, let's get the break a new sound around that. <laughs> like, who would have thought, right? Oh, wow. The guy who's putting up ridiculous well, numbers. But, but if Miami would storm back, then it, it's Butler, Obviously, Of right? course, and it makes right? sense. Yeah, it, I mean, they're going to need his leadership, his dog-like mentality that we saw in the first three rounds, he, I don't know, he's just kind of not there mentally, and you know, there's the rumor that allegedly his father's dealing with some type of personal issue, so maybe that's why Jimmy Butler isn't really mentally there. I mean, but we'll see what happens as far as that, because I just don't think he's really asserting himself on defense. You go back to Game 3, a lot of those highlights, he really just wasn't as active as he should be, even against a Jamal Murray matchup. When you look at how hard he's played in the playoffs, I think you're going to get the hit the wall games. For sure. You are. And also, you stole one in Denver, so you're thinking, you know, 
Yeah, win game three, we have the advantage. We don't. We got another one at home. That's why tonight I look at Butler. I look at the defense. I look at Miami's three-point shooting. Uh, I, But even if it's perfect, I don't know if Murray and Jokic are like they were in game three. They'll be tough to beat, but mm-hmm. that's Miami's game so far in the playoffs. Tonight is like a game seven for them in Boston. Absolutely. If they treat it the same exact way that they treated that game two, I can see Miami winning this game. They you know, they only lost by, what, 15 points. It was a tough 15-point you know, loss, but still, they have more than enough resources and assets to be able to pull out this game tonight at home. Well, and it's all wait and see on Hero coming back, mm-hmm. which would take a, a lot off of Butler and force Denver defensively to adjust because I was watching that game three on the DVR, mm-hmm. and what they said was we're gonna we're gonna defend the three point shot, and we don't think you can beat us. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So Bam and Butler have fifty. Fifty's not gonna win an NBA game. <laughs> no, fifty won't even lead a halftime right. in most <laughs> NBA games. No. So that and and to me, the most impressive thing I've seen from Denver when they need it. They've played really strong defense. Absolutely. Yes, and we talked about that really this entire series, especially with Aaron Gordon. He's been a phenomenal perimeter and even inside uh, uh, presence for Denver. And overall, even Michael Porter Jr., although he's not playing as well offensively, his length, his size on defense has allowed for Denver to slow up Miami's rhythm and not allow them to really create that momentum that they need to go on the runs that Miami can go on. So it's tough. Yeah, it'll be if they can get Hero back and a lot of it. I don't know if that's just positioning to make Denver prepare, right? Mm-hmm. Or if there's any real shot. He right. was hurt, what, in game one of the Buck series yeah. to start the playoffs. It's been out for a while. And remember, they're an eight seed. Yeah. I just, Is that crazy? I, like, well, they win tonight. It's it, it's a best of three yeah. in the NBA yeah. Finals. And I think Miami honestly, wins tonight. Yeah, when I think we've forgotten that they honestly are that eight seed like just because of what they proved uh, in this series already. Again, down 2-1, you're facing potential elimination. If you don't win tonight, it's a must-win game. But Miami can do it. I have the faith in them, but unless they have come out with that same level of urgency that I keep saying in game two, there's just no chance that Denver loses this game. It'd be tough for them to do that, and especially not win it at home in game five. Yeah, 44-38 and 38 during the regular season for the Heat in the NBA. Had to make a late-season push just to you know stay in front of uh, Toronto. And one thing I do look when I was checking out the NBA standings earlier today, mm-hmm. and Anthony Clark, by the way, joining us in studio here on the huge show across Michigan, one of our NBA playoff insiders, game four tonight uh, with the Heat and the Nuggets. An eight seed getting to the finals gives the Pistons fans some hope. <laughs> how, how quick it can change. Absolutely, though. Well, you know, you got Monty Williams now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have some money for a couple of quality veteran free agents. You are going to get pick five mm-hmm. in the NBA draft, which, by the way, for those listening, uh, I'll be hosting the live video uh, show on draft night, NBA draft night, at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. So I'll be up there on June 22nd, uh, draft night, and I'm hearing that Greg Kelser. Tim McCormick, mm. uh, Mo Pete, and Herman Moore. Okay, uh, will join me on the panel. There you go. I don't know if I'm going to get bumped off that panel now, <laughs> but there's not a host there from that group, so I think I'm safe. Superfly, absolutely. Herman might just be there, like hanging out and hello, and you know, Herman endorses the Soaring Eagle Sportsbook app, and he's a football player. I think the panel is going to be because there's four seats. 
I'm not saying I'm bigger than Herman, okay? But Tim McCormick, who does Valley Sports Detroit college basketball analyst, right? Pistons, NBA. Mm-hmm. You get Special K, Greg Kelser, who's there with George Blaha on the Pistons. And, I, I, and he told me, you know, this was pretty cool when I was playing some pickup ball with Special K. You're about as good of a passer as Magic was. I took that as a compliment. Oh. Yeah, he said that, man. I just uh, best compliment you could get. They call me the magician. Yep. Where'd that ball go? <laughs> and then uh, Mo Pete uh, will join us, and Herman Moore will be there. He's the official host of the party. Mm-hmm. I am host, and there's a little host wars going on <laughs> right there. And I said, "Oh yeah, Herman. So you played in the NFL. You might have played, you know, college and high school basketball, but you know, I, I played Mackers." <laughs> Got a little bit more. Respect. I played. I played Clark Verhulst three on three league in Wyoming. There you go. It's one of the greatest shooters ever. <laughs> so that will be open to the public. They'll have food and drink specials. We had a great crowd for the NFL draft party, but that will be June twenty second at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub. Which you can come out and make some bets. They're going to have prize giveaways and. They'll have, I assume, with even though the NBA draft is going on, you have other sports on all the TVs, and wagering live is really cool. So I'll be there. Again, uh, I am not feeling underrated from the Meyer LPGA Celebrity Pro-Am on Tuesday with 72 celebrities. I'm one of 72. That means I'm in the tournament, okay? Sure, I'm a lower seed. I'm okay. A one That'd be a 118. An 18 has never beat a one seed. So let's say Michael Jordan decides to show up and play Tuesday. And it's Jordan versus Bill in terms of scores. I can beat him. I can. I can beat him. So I'm having some really, I'm having ego issues right now with the celebrity status on Tuesday. Because I don't want to show up and look like I'm Jethro from Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to walk up and, like, I see all these celebrities on the putting green, and I'm, like, going, damn, that's Coach of the Cowboys. Man, well, hold on. Oh, wow, man, look. It's, uh, it's Mike Golick. It's Greenberg. It's how come no one's talking to me? <laughs> but on June 22nd, NBA draft party, biggest one in the state at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside Soren Eagle. Tim McCullough told us yesterday, Tim McCormick, Greg Kelser, Mo Pete. Herman Moore and myself, they do a big video production. They go live on the Soren Eagle Facebook page. And the people who have done some of the NBA uh, tonight, college game day, basketball and football, do it. It looks really sweet. That's it's awesome. amazing, man. I remember I was looking at the video afterwards going, damn, they made me look good. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They made me look really good. And they had a huge truck like with or a tent that they – it looked like – they were setting up the ESPYs. Right, right. And they kept asking me, like, uh, do you got a pass to get in here? I go, I'm the host. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. No, the host is Herman Moore. I'm like, wait a minute. When the video starts, uh, do you need a teleprompter bill? Do you need cue cards? No, I freestyle. I don't need to read. I, I said that in second grade at Buchanan Elementary, told Mrs. Taylor, I don't need to read. Why? Because I'm going to freestyle my entire life. She Look bashed at you my are. head into the chalkboard, <laughs> sent me down to the principal's office. I got the Board of Education WAP. Call your mom. Can we give Bill the Board of Education? You bet. <laughs> I'd hear old Mama Simonson on the phone. You bet. A couple WAP WAPs. 
I started reading, <sighs> writing, arithmetic. Did it all after that. I didn't want the Board of Education. We now resume huge show conversation about the <laughs> NBA Finals. <laughs> And game four tonight, already in progress. Anthony Clark Jr. Uh, in studio. And our Bushlight huge question of the day. Anthony's a huge fan of Bushlight. Uh, our huge question of the day: How many games will the NBA Finals go? I switch from six before the finals to five now. Anthony, where are you at? I was at five before it started. I'm oh, sticking with five. Oh, now you're going. <laughs> now you're going back. Play the tape, Superfly. Come on, just just say huge test. Oh, no, play the tape. Look at Superfly. Superfly said, "Oh, we'll play the tape." You know, see, he's got me. I got his back. <laughs> Enough of Bill. Bill has issues over the LPGA celebrity <laughs> program on Tuesday. That he's looking at four seats on the set. What if they make him? What if they make me stand off to the side? Like a Butler Bill. Right. <laughs> like a Jimmy Butler Bill. Uh, so you're going to go on fire. I was thinking with five. I forced you in the six. No, no, no. I, I, I said five or six, but you did. Okay. You're I right. forced you. You're right, Huge. You did. Yeah, you, you said I had to pick one. You're in You're I in a couple five. of months in studio. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go against totally what you believe in just to hope you come back in. Right, exactly. I get that. And then Superfly's like, I got the tape. I got the tape. I got you back, Anthony. All of a sudden. It's that GBSU now, connection. Now, now, now you guys are you're like Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. <laughs> 48 hours. <laughs> and two months ago, Superfly thought you were ready to take his job. Oh, no. Oh, Superfly can turn on you in a hurry. <laughs> it's the smiley people you got to right, watch out exactly. for. Exactly. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Boom. Dagger <laughs> slit right through the abdomen. Oh, I, he pointed right away when I said, he didn't say five. Right. He's like, oh, God. Immediate. And before he's like, uh, why is Anthony in studio? I've been working with you for five years. I've never been in studio. Maybe for holidays you put me at the end and I could say Merry Christmas to my mom, but the music was already running. We were out of time. My family's sitting around the Christmas tree. I couldn't even say Merry Christmas. And Anthony's getting hours upon hours? Uh, we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs, also more about the Meyer LPGA Celebrity uh, Pro-Am on Tuesday. And the NBA Draft Party that features Tim McCormick, Greg Kelser, Mo Pete, Herman Moore, and me. And I might get the bump. Have to stand off to the side like the video. Like I'll have to pop in looking like a South Park character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Just That's lean in. Just yes. lean in and go. And coming up next, we're going to talk about the first five picks with the Pistons picking at five. That is awesome. All right, Anthony, stick around. It's good to have you in here. By the way, you can hear Anthony on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, their sister station, Wood Radio. You want to answer that Bush Light? Huge question. Of the day, how many games will the NBA Finals go? Uh, what's your readjusted number? Uh, you can drop your answer on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. How many games will the NBA Finals go? I'll, I'll stick with five. But then if the Heat win the night, uh, you, you think it's going to be six. I mean... Right? If the Heat tie it up at 2-2... Two, two, 
It's so you can't switch, man. No, Fuck. no, no. I mean, I can switch. I, I, right, you can. You definitely can. It's your <laughs> show, right? But for me, I got to stick with five, hoping a prayer. I mean, I super fly. I got the team. Right. <laughs> I'd like to be wrong and get more basketball. So I, I'll say that I'd love this you series. Don't have, to go no, seven. don't don't compromise <laughs> what you feel. I, I listen. But I, if I you do want to pop back in the studio, you may want to think about it. No. Very true. Very true. Right. <laughs> We're joking, man. You're doing good stuff, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Superfly, Bobby Backstabber. Oh my God! All right, so again, join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other Friday, June 16th at Van Andalouina. Nickelback, the Get Rollin' Tour with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Get rolling and get your tickets now. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. TV 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Dad, the big guy, Pops, whatever you call him. Find everything for him this Father's Day at Meyer. Shop 25% off Carhartt Men's Force Tops and 20% off Stanley Tools, Toolboxes, and Accessories. Find the perfect card to tell him how much he means to you. And search for the perfect gift. Because no matter what he's into, you can find it all in one stop. Plus, get the same low prices online and in-store for easy home delivery and pickup. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long, right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on this Friday edition of the Huge Show. Superfly Hayes, 
an incredible producer who really injects positive feelings at the breaks. Nothing but love for Superfly. Anthony Clark Jr. in studio talking NBA, NBA playoffs. Game four tonight. Our Bush Light, huge question of the day. How many games do you think the series will go now? You, you would think, Anthony, though, if, if Miami wins tonight, that six becomes more of a likely number. Absolutely. So I, you're, you're sticking with five. I bumped up to five because I think Denver's going to win tonight. Right. If, they, if Miami wins tonight, they could absolutely have the, the confidence that they need. Even if they were to lose a game five in Denver, send it back to Miami for game six, have more than enough opportunity to keep their season alive for a game seven. That's if Miami wins tonight. All right, and beyond uh, the NBA finals, uh, the offseason, some of the bigger names unsure where they want to play. You get Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking for another team, Sixers, maybe the full circle back to the Rockets. Uh, why not just reload and blow up more <laughs> uh, teams. Uh, where do you think Harden will go? We'll get to that. Uh, also, Chris Paul, I, I don't think his stock is as high as maybe NBA media types want to put it at because if it was, I think Phoenix would have gone a little bit further. Uh, when you get eight and when you get uh, Booker, uh, I'm not sold on Paul, but quietly in Portland, uh, when you look at Lillard, and what that guy could do, I think him joining a team could be instant upgrade to championship level. Will he stay in Portland, or do you think there's the perfect fit in another NBA city That's, for Lillard? I'm just, you know, there's so many different rumors circulating. First, it was Portland's going to use their number three pick to try to bring in a, a high-caliber player and match him up with Lillard. Now they're talking about, you know, realistically – we would still like to possibly use that third pick as incentive to draft or, you know, trade for somebody, but also trade Lillard out to a championship contender. So, I mean, for how much he's been talking about it and all these podcasts he's been jumping on, I think we might see Damian Lillard actually leave Portland this offseason. Now, where? I mean, he's been talking about Miami a lot, but we'll see. I also saw a rumor about potentially with CP3 out in Phoenix. Dame, they might try. Phoenix might actually try to go Lillard after Lillard and, and Booker. Uh, that would be wild, I think. But obviously, to is there try enough to, basketball that, to go around? That, you know, and like even just money, right? Like you got Lillard, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker all on one team. That's going to be kind of tough. Lillard, Lillard can't play the point, can he? No, I, I mean that's going to be tough to have. Lillard with Kevin Durant would be beautiful, but Lillard and Devin Booker, I agree with you. That'd be a really weird matchup, but something they're talking about pretty heavily. So we'll see. Hmm. I don't know, Chris Paul to me. Uh, just he's older, ran out of gas. Come playoff time, the deeper they went into the playoffs, I know there's talk about him with the Lakers. Maybe L.A. teams, Clippers and Lakers, could be the front runner. So, uh, your prediction uh, before we're done with this segment: Where will Paul end up if he goes anywhere? Maybe still stays in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Harden and Lillard next season. What teams are they playing with? I think honestly. I think Harden might go to the Rockets just because he loves being that dramatic guy. He just he loves. And there's that no pressure to win there. No, exactly. He can go get his points. He would love just to go play how he was playing before Big he pay, left Houston. Go yep. get his points. Exactly. And there's no pressure to win. And I think honestly, that's what he might. I, I'm going to say that's where, or excuse me, where James Harden is going to end up in Houston. CP3, if he doesn't stay with the Suns somehow, I think honestly the Lakers might actually acquire him because LeBron would love to have played with every single banana boat, you know, teammate, and in his. 
the time in the league. Damian Lillard, if CP3, even if he does go to the Lakers, honestly, I see Dame going to Miami. I, I think he just wants to play down there. Whether or not that whole rumor of, oh, he won't want to play there if Miami does win this trophy or not this season, I think Dame really, really wants to be in South Beach next year. So you have Butler, uh, Bam, you could have Lillard, mm-hmm. Hero. They're going to lose a lot of guys to get Dame, though. Like, honestly, I You have the I money. That you, yeah. you have to trade Robinson, yeah, probably, like Duncan, right? Gabe, even Caleb Martin. There's going to be a lot of guys that Miami would lose in that package. So. so if it's not Miami or if it's not staying in Portland for Lillard... Mm-hmm. Uh, where else does he go? Honest to goodness, I don't know. Like He would be a good fit for quite a few teams, but he wants to be on a contending team, right? But realistically, most contending teams already have their one and two guards kind of filled in. So it's going to be tough. I can't definitively say, but I will say if he doesn't stay in Portland, I think he will go to Miami. Miami has an eight seed. Uh, game four of the NBA Finals tonight. They give the Pistons hope. Uh, Monty Williams this offseason and what... Uh, he can do. He's putting together a really solid coaching Absolutely, staff. Absolutely, yes, yes. The former head coach from Houston. I mean, I, I think once they finally get that whole coaching lineup set up, then that's when they're really going to try to push for some solid veterans like we've been talking about the past couple weeks. Uh, my prediction, I'll say Denver by seven tonight in game four to take a three games to one lead. I'd say, yeah, I, yeah, plus seven. I, I, I'll go with that, over seven. Wow, man, agreeing with you. Thank you, Anthony <laughs> Clark Jr. How, Superfly says Denver by 43 tonight. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, he knows who. <laughs> and he wonders why he's not sitting in studio talking about the NBA Finals. Denver by 43 on the road <laughs> against the Heat tonight. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, you'll jump in uh, next Tuesday, and uh, it could be end of the Finals, talking about Denver's world champion or... Uh, looking ahead. Thank you, my man. Yeah, no, thank you, huge. All right, Anthony Clark Jr. in studio, uh, talking finals and NBA uh, here on the Huge Show. Our Bush Light huge question of the day that you can answer: How many games do you think the finals now will go? What's your readjusted number? You can answer on the Mercantile Bank listener line one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. Add huge show on Twitter, the Huge Show. On Facebook, opt in on the huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Speaking of text, if you're 21 and up and you want to win a two-night stay, 36 holes of golf for you and three friends, a Labatt Blue Michigan golf getaway at either Tullymore, which is an hour north of GR, Agaming Golf Resort, which is just north of Elk Rapids in northern Michigan, or Dumaglass, which is between Boyne City and Charlevoix, just text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000. You have to be 21 and up, and we'll have drawings throughout the summer. And you could be a winner of a Labatt Blue Michigan Golf Getaway, courtesy of Labatt Blue and the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Bullying, lack of patience, cruelty to animals. Those are not good traits. They also happen to be critical warning signs of violence. June is Gun Violence Awareness Month, and the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to know that at-risk people often display warning signs before they resort to gun violence. Search online for 10 critical warning signs of violence and ask your local police department how you can safely make a difference. 
Huge here with a reminder that the Meyer State Games of Michigan Summer Games are almost here, but there's still time to register in a ton of sports that are available to amateur athletes all across Michigan, from track to golf, swimming to basketball, and more. They've got an event for athletes of all ages and all abilities. You still can register now at stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. That's stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. He hasn't made a putt all day, but if he makes this one, we're all cracking a labat. Hold it, did you say if your buddy makes this putt, we're all cracking a labat? How about a labat blue light? Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can do it! It's a left to right break, just outside the cup, a touchdown hill. Appreciate the support! You guys mind if I put now? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Best putt ever. Because making the big shot is better with a big crowd. Labatt takes everything to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, 2023, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt Regulations, U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, Limited. Hey, buddy! Where's my Labatt blue light? He made the putt for crying out loud. I want my Labatt blue light. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview. Every week we talk with President Pink or other leaders in Big Rapids, Michigan at Ferris State University. And Dr. Pink is back with us today. And we're going to talk about high schoolers or adults or anybody listening who's thinking about college this fall and some unbelievable programs, Dr. Pink, that Ferris has to offer. Yeah, and, and I, I tell you, as always, it is so good for us to be a part of and partnered with you, Bill. I mean, on a huge show, this means a lot to us. Um, and, you know, as we get ready to head into fall and, and, and looking at how school is going to get up and running, um, I have so many students, parents and others, who so often talk about uh, paying for college. And it's a big, it's always a big question. We know nationally that is always something that people are focused on, concerned with, and in many cases worried about. The thing I love about what we are doing at the at the university, um, aside from Fair State uh, leveraging some of the state dollars as far as uh, the new Michigan Achievement Scholarship, which is a great opportunity for this graduating class of 2023, uh, when folks qualify for that, they can go to our website, ferris.edu, and find out qualification. But uh, those are dollars that could be up to over $5,000 to help someone be able to go to college, uh, cutting down that price tag. And uh, aside from students who fill out the Pell Grant, fill out financial aid uh, forms, you know, the thing is big and long, and people get tired of it, but my goodness, brother, it can get folks 
funding and money to help them go to college. And so we have folks in the financial aid office ready to help folks in seeing if uh, some of those Pell Grants or other uh, grant uh, opportunities are available for them. And then uh, right there, Ferris, with our Ferris Foundation and our Ferris Future Scholarship, I mean, there are uh, all kinds of dollars that the institution provides. We can help people get to college and be able to cut that price tag down some. Yeah, go to ferris.edu if you want contact with the financial aid department about the Michigan Achievement Scholarship, the Ferris Foundation, and also I like this, the Ferris Pledge. Uh, explain that in detail, uh, what is there for the Ferris Pledge to help students and families cut costs going to school. Yeah, and I'll tell you on that, Bill, when, when folks fill out part of that Ferris Pledge, folks fill out that uh, financial aid form called the FAFSA. If one you know, gets used to that term who are looking at college, they fill that out. Figure out what the dollar figure is in terms of what grants that they may be available for. For a person who's available for a full Pell, and then if uh, as, a, as a freshman coming in uh, this year, graduating uh, senior for this year, if they also qualify for that Michigan Achievement Scholarship now, that Ferris Pledge, that can really fill out the rest of a person's price tag to where uh, there, will, there will be folks coming to school when they add that Ferris Pledge, when they're eligible for those other two. It will add up to where uh, we have folks there at a zero price tag when it comes to uh, they qualify for all those things um, uh, that will come out to a zero price tag uh, for several for several of our, our students coming in. And that zero price tag is uh, tuition paid, uh, get dollars help toward housing, um, toward books. I mean, uh, the funds that are available through the pledge and through the Michigan Achievement Scholarship and just through some of our institutional dollars. For folks who are in need, there's no need for someone who uh, is short on cash, there's no need for them to not have opportunity to at least get some, if not all, those dollars. President Pink uh, is helping move Ferris forward, joining us for his weekly conversation on the huge show across Michigan. And as he just mentioned, Ferris State not only offers the best academic career, focused collegiate experience in West Michigan, if not the entire state, but also one of the most affordable. And one thing uh, that I like that I found out today, the professor-to-student ratio at Ferris, faculty-to-student ratio is the official title, is only 15 to 1. And that's how Ferris is molding the minds and building leaders for the future. 15 to 1 faculty-to-student ratio. Uh, that, that's lower than high school. Well, and, and you start thinking about that. And you think about students who... Uh, struggle uh, a little bit, or even students who are knocking it out of the park. You know, some of those classes we have, some of them are right there at 15, some are around 20. We average at about 15 uh, typically on, on, on many of our, of our classes. And when you start thinking about that, and you think about a professor in class that's able to have that kind of a ratio in many of our classes, that gives the student more of an opportunity to have that one-on-one that after class is over, hey, can I talk to you about this? Hey, can I come see you uh, at your office uh, later on this week? Those are the kind of opportunities that afford students. And so when you start talking about some of those programs that we have, Bill, you, and adding that up to that, that uh, class ratio, so you start thinking about uh, some of the things that we offer not only in uh, welding engineering, construction management, 
um, nursing, our healthcare related programs, um, our, our social work programs, um, our professional golf management. You start talking about all these kind of programs and more that are sending people to work. That's the thing I love about what we do, Bill. Our programs send people to work, and you're not just going to go to work at a job that's going to pay you 10 or 10 or 11 bucks an hour. You're going to get into a living wage uh, uh, opportunity that's going to be able to feed you and your family when you finish with us. That's what I love about what we do. Dr. Pink is helping move Ferris forward each and every week. We hear from the leaders in Big Rapids, Michigan, at Ferris State University. If you want to find out more on how affordable, how truly low the number can go for some prospective students, go to ferris.edu. That's ferris.edu. You can find out more about the faculty-to-student ratio we just talked about, and this is what Ferris State University is doing in terms of moving Ferris forward. They are creating leaders, but also making sure that families can find an affordable way to send their kids to school or even the mom and dad can jump back into college. Go to Ferris. Edu. You can find out more about the Ferris Pledge, the Michigan Achievement Scholarship, the Ferris Foundation, uh, where they can help make the academic experience affordable. All this at Ferris.edu. It's part of moving Ferris forward because when you stop and think about it, Dr. Pink, you have to make it affordable in today's environment. have to because uh, college and getting a, a university education there are many places that you're going to walk out of there and have uh, loans and huge bills uh, to try to pay for for years after. Um, we're focused on how we can cut that number down and in some cases cut that down to uh, zero, if anything. And that's that's going to be important for people as they try to get into their career path uh, to have little to nothing to continue to pay back when it comes to college. Ferris.edu, all the financial aid information, Ferris Pledge and more of the scholarships. Uh, the Pell Grant money, all that that's available to uh, some of the uh, prospective students. That's uh, ferris.edu. It's part of what's moving Ferris forward. Dr. Pink, he is the president at Ferris State University in Big Rapids. Man, I love to hear that. It's affordable for families out there and individuals. Dr. Pink, uh, keep up the great work. Keep moving Ferris forward, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate you. All right, Dr. Pink, you can just hear his energy, man. It's contagious. It is. When I first met him, when he was a president at Grand Rapids Community College, I can see why the board and Ferris hired him. He has a plan, too, in making things affordable for individuals and families without lowering the academic standards and having an average ratio of 15 to 1 on faculty and students. The education is waiting for you. You can move your life forward. Ferris is moving forward. Be a part of it. Go to ferris.edu. That's ferris.edu. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's what's on the schedule. Through Sunday, you can see the Golden Girls as the last continue four shows inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. 
tomorrow. It's Quinn 92, the People's Tour, with special guest Arizona and Julie Wolf at Vidandal Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 16th, Nickelback in downtown Grand Rapids with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 21st, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. It's John Mellencamp. Get your tickets now at AXS.com. June 24th, C.S. Lewis on stage. Further up and further in, inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. June 27th, Morgan Wallen is back in downtown Grand Rapids. The One Night at a Time Tour inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And June 29th, Dude Perfect, the Pandemonium Tour at Van Andel Arena, July 11th through the 16th. And 18th through the 24th, Broadway presents Frozen inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. July 12th, it's the Three Ice, three-on-three hockey tournament at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets now to experience this event in downtown Grand Rapids at Ticketmaster.com. And July 21st, Big Time Rush, the Can't Get Enough Tour at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Tickets also available at Ticketmaster.com. And at DeVos Place, through June 17th, the Youth Art Exhibit will take place, spotlighting the best artistic talent of young kids in Grand Rapids in conjunction with the Grand Rapids Festival of the Arts. June 9th through the 11th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, it's JAFX, the 27th annual convention featuring Japanese visual culture. All this is happening in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in Grand Rapids. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number three on a Friday broadcast being heard on 19 radio stations statewide. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Let's go talk about uh, the last couple of days in the world of golf, the most unexpected story, not only in golf, but maybe in sports outside of Michael retiring out of the blue with the Bulls uh, that I've seen. It's, it's, it's still one of those where you shake your head, can you believe it? But then when you start to hear how much money the People's Investment Fund has and you look at money running everything in sports and this world, and you can almost see why the PGA Tour did that about face. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel, one of the great insiders. When it comes to everything golf, he's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my friend? 
Uh, I hadn't put that together, but that's a, that's a good comp. Uh, when Michael retired, I remember that. It was really early in my career, but probably similar amount of shock that we had on Tuesday. Yeah, just total shock, and that, that's a perfect word, Rex. So you, you start to get some wind of, you know, this reporter, this story, that this was in the works for like seven weeks from your end. Uh, what have you heard in terms of how did this conversation begin from what side and what really was the turning point where the PGA Tour said we're in? I think the turning point was there's a policy board member on the Mr. Jimmy Don, and he's a very influential person. He's the president of Seminole Golf Club. He's a member of, at Augusta National. So he moves in a lot of big golf circles. But when he joined the policy board, there was sort of these rumblings that, okay, Jimmy would be the guy, that if there is any way for these two sides to work together, and I'm not sitting here pretending like I thought this was going to happen. I was as shocked as anyone on Tuesday. But the argument was, if, if anyone can do it, Jimmy is going to be able to bring them together. He, he's a finance guy. He's from Wall Street. Like He runs in these circles. He knows how to do this if it can be done. And it happened pretty quickly, as you pointed out. It, it started about seven weeks ago, by all accounts. There was four face-to-face meetings that included with Jimmy Dunn, as well as the commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan. And as best I can tell, before Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time when this became public, there was only five people in the world that knew this was going to happen. It was Monaghan, it was Jimmy Dunn, it was another board member, and it was the governor of the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which, of course, is behind this, and then the CEO and the commissioner of the European Tour. And you get an idea of how breakneck this must have happened. I'm just listening to an interview on Golf Channel of Jimmy Dunn, and he said, he used the cliche, but I can believe it to be true, that it was like drinking from a fire hose. So in terms of money, to get their attention, and there would be Jimmy Dunn, PGA Policy Board, Monaghan, the commissioner, even make uh, those who said no to the Live Tour happy in some way, shape, or form. What, what type of money, the commitment, how long is this? Uh, does that investment fund, are they basically co-owners of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour uh, what's that total investment from the Saudi side? I don't, we have no details whatsoever. I can tell you that there was only three things definitively that came out of Tuesday's announcement. And they are that the public investment fund will invest in whatever this new entity is. And to be clear, and, and this has kind of gotten confused with a lot of headlines and a lot of misinformation, the PG, this isn't the PGA Tour merging with Live Golf. That's not what's going on here. This is a consortium that includes the Tour, the European Tour, and the public investment fund. So the public investment fund will invest in whatever this new entity is going to look like. The litigation, the ongoing antitrust lawsuits between the public investment fund as well as Live Golf will end. And then the final part of this is the players who join Live Golf who had been suspended, they will create some sort of path back for membership. That's the only three things that happened. Anything else beyond that is pure speculation. And I don't even know if those five principles that I just outlined have a clue what this might look going forward. I think that's by design. Because the way the tour works, it's a member-driven organization. There is a policy board. There's a way these types of monumental decisions are supposed to come about, and that policy wasn't followed. And had Jay Monahan showed up Tuesday morning with a fully cooked plan, I think this would that would have caused even more issues than he's already facing. So from where we go right now, you have to finalize the deal because it hasn't even been finalized. There will be legal hurdles. We have a, a, a lawyer, Jody Balsam, on our air that does a really good job of breaking this down, and she broke it down on Tuesday, that there is a Department of Justice investigation currently into the PGA Tour about some antitrust questions. This is only going to intensify that, I can only imagine. And then you can start working on the details. 
then we can start figuring out exactly what the new entity will look like, exactly what the path back for the players who join Live will look like, exactly what golf can look like in the future. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Rose Tumber guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the PGA Tour and the People's Investment Fund, or Public Investment Fund would be the official title, and DP World Tour all coming together. It was interesting to hear Rory McIlroy before the Canadian Open, and I've followed all the Twitter accounts for the big heavy hitters in golf, and there hasn't been too much of an uproar from those players who were standing toe-to-toe with the live golfers and getting in front of cameras and microphones. And when I heard that Jimmy Dunn called him like 6.30 a.m. in the morning, him being Rory McIlroy, it made me think that these guys, and I'm talking that group of 20, that upper echelon that met with Tiger, you know, when it was live versus PJ Tour, that there must be some assurances that they're going to get bonuses or something when this deal is finalized with that public investment fund. Uh, I think the word, the phrase that everyone seems to be working is made whole, which sounds like a very sort of Sopranos godfather type phrase yeah. to throw out there. But yes, I, I think there, there's been references publicly. I mean, I, the commissioner was asked about this and addressed it numerous times on Tuesday. Rory was asked about it, of course, this week at the Canadian Open. I, I don't know how that looks. You mentioned uh, the way we call them, we call them the Delaware 20 now. Those players who went in that room with Tiger and Rory and agreed not to go to live golf, to remain loyal to the tour, to be part of the process, to, to sort of reimagine what the tour is going to look like. I, I don't know how the tour does it. The, the easiest answer is money. Like if you just pay them whatever it is that they would have gotten paid otherwise, that surely that, that sort of smooths smooth over, over, over all those issues. That's a lot of money. And I think there's going to be a lot of questions. For example, now I'm just going to throw someone out there randomly. How much was Patrick Cantley really going to be paid had he struck a deal? with live golf. And so those are probably the biggest short-term hurdles is to get by it because those players desperately want to be made whole again. Rex, I think the biggest challenge is the about face by Monaghan and the references to 9-11 and you pick a side and all of a sudden seven weeks of negotiations and he's on the side now with the money. Uh, how does the PGA in Monaghan navigate this and win back the trust of the players who openly told Monaghan we don't trust you in that meeting uh, before the Canadian Open? And also the public looking at this, and there's not so much anger now towards the public investment fund. They're all looking at the PGA Tour, and how'd you flip so quickly? It's going to be an uphill battle on, on both fronts. I, I'll start with the players. Like I, We all heard the reports coming out of there. I was texting with two players actually during the meeting and kind of got a play-by-play. And, and it was difficult, and there was anger in the room. Uh, there was no decorum. There were a lot of things thrown around that I wouldn't have never imagined professional golfers would, would be yelling at a commissioner, even under these circumstances. And what it boils down to, and one of the things that kind of came up was maybe it's time for a union in golf. And this has been whispered about really probably since for decades. But it never really came to fruition. Unlike every other major sport in the United States, there is no union. There is no collective bargaining agreement. And professional golf because you just touched on it. The players have always trusted the tour to do the right thing. The line here has always been it's a member-driven organization. The tour will do the right thing. I think that trust took a huge hit this week. And the other part of this is the fans. Like I'll be really curious going forward. The tour spent the better part of a year vilifying anyone who left to go to Live Golf and anyone associated with Live Golf for all the reasons you pointed out that it's it's Saudi Arabia, it's 9/11. 
It's all the atrocities that we can sit here and talk about ad nauseum. And now suddenly you have to do a 180 and you have to figure out how can we sort of fit back into this ecosystem because we had to, essentially. Yeah, it's a journey. But uh, with that money, which that public investment fund, I had a guy that used to be the CEO at Dow, Bill Stavropoulos, tell me about a year ago, he has a friend on that board or some connection there. Uh, reportedly, the the fund at that time was somewhere around six hundred billion. Hmm. <laughs> um, right about there, still uh, there are reports that I just saw this week that by the year twenty twenty five, it's going to top that at a, at a trillion. So, oh, okay, not a, it's not a small amount. I think it top out at a trillion. Well, and this is this, is, and I'll let you go after we're done with this, Rex. That th- this is why the about face that the Saudi side dropped some figures. And protection for the tour, a uh, tour that was going to no cuts, and they want to keep TV partners happy and sponsors happy. It looks like, and again, we don't have the final details, but they're going to have financial backing for years to come that will protect the tour and allow them to do things they want to do and not so much given the TV networks or sponsors. Oh, yes. I mean, the flexibility, if you get away with all of the awkwardness what we just talked about with the players who went, the players who stayed, the fans, the idea that you're now doing business with Saudi Arabia, like if you get way through all of that, if you get to the idea that from a business perspective, look at the things you can do now. You're right. Uh, and you, you don't have to be beholden to anyone, be TV or sponsors or anyone else. You can kind of reimagine the game. And what exactly is that game going to look like? That part, I think, is fascinating for everyone involved. And I would argue that this is going to be good for fans in the long term. It's probably going to be good for professional golf in the long term. It's probably not going to be great for the PGA Tour because they've had to make concessions, and anytime you make a concession like this, it comes with a price. But I think it's going to be good for the game of golf eventually. Think about what they could do. They they could build signature golf courses all across this country and around the world that are tour spots, stadium golf, uh, they could like courses. They're going to have so much money and be able to do what they want to do. And that's and and the PGA Tour has loved the country club mentality. And yeah, there's been the dailies and the people come along or representing the working man or block being a club pro. But to have financial security in an unstable world, uh, maybe only FIFA and they have their own issues. I'm trying to think anywhere in the world now. With the money they have behind them, which isn't going anywhere and just going to grow, and you mentioned the word a trillion uh, in that public investment fund <laughs> sooner than later, they're set. They're, they're set for decades. They are set for decades. And uh, I think that's probably what eventually I think we started the conversation with how did, how did we get here? I think it was twofold. One, the litigation had to go away. It was just going to be a drain. It was just going to weigh the tour down for years, not months, years, maybe even decades. And so this makes that go away. And the other half of it is it's been a rough couple of years for everyone. But just look at it from a business perspective for the PGA Tour. You had to deal with the pandemic, which ate into your reserves. And then you had to deal with Live Golf, which ate into your reserves even more. So now you're facing a very, very uncertain future. This was going to be the best time if they were ever going to go to the table and try to negotiate some sort of peace between the two sides. This was the best moment to do it because this was the only time in the foreseeable future that you would ever be negotiating from a position of strength. And Rex, uh, to end our conversation, the irony, hypocrisy, whatever you want to call it, that Monaghan 
and the golfers who all stood up against the Saudi money now will be funded by the Saudi money. Uh, the same crew that was funding pro golfers who left the tour and guys like Greg Norman, but there's Monaghan and the golfers, and that is a delicate balance because I think in that payoff and and make them whole, I, I love other words and phrases being used, you really couldn't have announced on Tuesday and said, or, or Monday, you could have said, hey, you know what, uh, here's what we're doing. Uh, Rory's going to get that $500 million. Tiger's getting $800 million. Cali's getting $200 million. Uh, you know, we're paying off everybody. They'd all look like sellouts, wouldn't they, if you had a number? Uh, they all look like sellouts, and this goes back to the idea that this is supposed to be a member-driven organization. That Again, if he were to show, showed up with a fully cooked plan, I, I think it would have been so much worse than just showing up saying that, look, this is a tentative deal. This is what we want to do. We need to push this forward. It's for the better of the game. It, it happened so fast, I can't imagine they, they would have had time to do that because what transpires now is not going to come together quickly because you're talking about a completely reinvention of the game. But, yes, there is that element to it that there is going to be fan pushback. I, I guess the best comparison I came up with, and there was a great documentary on Apple TV about the Super League concept in Europe and soccer. And it, it was amazing to me that that came up on a Friday and was dead by Monday. I mean, it was within days that that sort of came to life and died. And it was largely because of a lot of different reasons. But one of them was because of the fans. The fans were never going to stand for this. And I think the danger with this plan was always going to be, what are the fans going to do? Right. And now you get them, they're angry. It's a hot uh, you know, potato, hot topic, whatever you want to call it. And then they'll let it simmer down. And then after the season ends, you'll probably get the announcement of where they're going because they've already made the announcement on the no-cut tournaments and everything else. So it will be interesting. This man knows more about the PGA Tour than most. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign. Rex, appreciate the conversation. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The quest for 400 has been an elusive one for hitters for more than 80 years, but watching them try sure can be fun. Luis Arise has 24 hits in his last 46 at-bats to lift his average over 400, which makes you think of the most serious runs at that mark since Ted Williams in 1941. Rod Carew hit 388 in 1977. George Brett, 390 in 1980. Tony Gwynn, 394 in 1994. Of those seasons, Brett's was arguably the most special. He was hitting 247 in mid-May, then hit 450 his next 300 at bats was still hitting 400 in mid-September ended up just five hits away from hitting 400. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Bean Garter. They're now a Dorn Mayhew firm. They're based in Troy where Dorn Mayhew is located on the east side of the state. Bean Garter will stay in their existing location in downtown Grand Rapids and Josh Garvey has been named the managing shareholder. Josh was appointed by Dorn Mayhew's board of directors, and Josh will lead the West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids in its vision, growth, culture, strategy, and client relationships. And Josh is very honored to lead the Grand Rapids office forward as the next managing shareholder. 
Bean Carter has had the privilege of serving the West Michigan market for nearly 75 years. And Josh's vision is to uphold that commitment and keep their firm focused on creating meaningful impact relationships in their local community. Congratulations to Josh Garvey as Bean Carter and Dorn Mayhew are now stronger together. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Drive for a Cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. Hey, it's Matt Shepard with a reminder from my favorite beer, Labatt Blue Light. Text the word GOLF to 21000 for your chance to play free golf this summer with my friends at Tullymore and St. Ives. Cheers to blue skies and cheers to blue light. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. From golf to the NFL, let's talk to a great columnist insider, Yahoo.com. Frank Schwab is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm looking at the free agent market, the potential landing spots for Hopkins, Dalvin Cook. Uh, where do you think they'll be playing uh, come training camp? Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is, it just makes too much sense that the two teams that keep getting linked to him, Miami and Denver, it's going to be one of those. I assume it's going to be Miami, but who knows? I, I mean, we don't know the contract situation is going to be like. Uh, both teams could use him. I think if, it, it, it's probably not this easy, but if Dalvin wants the money, he goes to Denver. If Dalvin wants to chase the Super Bowl, he goes to Miami. Uh, I think that, that you can kind of see it playing out that way anyway. So I think it's going to be one of those two, but Hopkins, I have no idea. I, I was kind of, I'm kind of stunned that the three teams that have come up so far, more than any other, are the Houston Texans, who aren't going anywhere, Tennessee Titans, who I think are going to be pretty bad this year, and the New England Patriots, who are clearly the fourth best team in the AFC East right now. I, they get a lot better with Hopkins, but it's it's just been a strange kind of free agency tour for him. Because you do wonder, like, what do you want out of the rest of your career, DeAndre? Do you want to, you really want to just, you know, waste away at the Tennessee Titans for the next few years? But maybe they're, you know, he looks at it and sees that's who offers me the most money. I, I don't know. It's, it's really kind of strange. So I have no idea what Hawkins is thinking, what he wants, what he can get. It's, it's unfortunate for him that when you look at the teams that could contend this year, that it's uh, it's one of those things where none of them have really have salary cap space, or the teams that might have some space because Bengals uh, really don't need DeAndre Hopkins. It would just be a total luxury for them. So with Cook, it's one of those two, Miami or Denver, I believe, and with Hopkins, who knows? It, it could be anybody at this point. Uh, do the Chiefs and the Bills have enough uh, enough cap space to bring in Hopkins? 
No, not really. I, I, I mean, you look at it, and the Chiefs are really, really strapped. And the Bills, uh, there, there's already been you know kind of reports leaked out there that the Bills just don't have a cap for it. So, I, I, I you can always get creative. You can always rework things, figure things out. But at this point, anyway, as far as, you know, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been free for, what, a week or so. It just doesn't seem like like that's in the cards. But I never say never because, you know, all of a sudden teams start talking. They they start getting with their, you know, big contract guys, seeing if you can rework things to make things work. But right now, I would say no. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. What about the NFL enlisting Tom Brady to do a video sent to players explaining uh, the league's policy when it comes to gambling? It's interesting. Some players are saying they weren't informed of the policy. Now there's Brady doing the video, telling them not to throw their careers away. Uh, It's interesting that the NFL would do this video right after there were claims that the players weren't informed. So I wonder, for anybody who's been punished, or any ongoing investigations, could this diminish uh, the punishment? Will the NFLPA get involved saying that those players weren't properly notified? Maybe, but I have a really, really, really hard time believing that these players were never informed of anything. I I mean, there's always been signs in locker rooms you can't gamble on games. I mean, this is, I mean, that goes back to when I was a beat writer 20 years ago. I mean, it's, it's, and it's obvious. Like, I, I know it. The players should. I guess it's possible, especially when, I mean, what the heck is going on with the Detroit Lions, right? Like, they've had multiple guys that you go back and you kind of do this accounting of what did we tell the players that we did we educate them well enough and all this kind of stuff. But I have a really hard time believing that nothing was ever spoken about this. Maybe not. Uh, maybe the NFL just kind of dropped the ball on that. And, and I guess at that point, you know, you, you could – appeal but i it's i don't know i just am very very skeptical that these players had no idea about the policy it's it's become a big deal you know only a few guys i mean we're talking about what six seven guys out of 1700 or however many nfl players are employed right now who have really violated the policy so it's just hard for me to believe that this is, you know, this is something the NFL players weren't aware of. But we'll see. I and having Tom Brady get up there and talk about it, it, it shouldn't be that hard. It is. Hey, don't bet on games. Okay, that's the end of the spiel. I mean, it's really, it's not complicated. There's not, there's really nothing to, to to hash out here. Do not bet on NFL games. Definitely do not bet on your own team. If you're going to bet on other sports, do not do it at the team facility. This is really. It's weird to me that anybody, you know, and we got the Isaiah Rogers case with the Colts, and, you know, it's just like these guys got to, hey, look, we all got rules at work, right? Like, does it kind of stay? Some of these, especially betting on other sports from the team facility, are these rules kind of, you know, misguided? Maybe they need to be looked at? Yeah, sure. But we all got rules at work, and if you go follow them, there's consequences. So I don't I honestly I don't have a lot of sympathy for these guys. It's it's pretty clear. Do not bet on NFL games. It's really not a hard rule to follow. And what I've read from some of the stories uh, that you know players bet on a legal sports app like while in like a team hotel, you know where they're staying at, uh, you know before a game or on a road trip, and they didn't know that was against. Uh, the NFL policy, they thought it was while at the training facility or at the stadium. So, I again, you're getting uh, that back and forth. But to me, I think more than a Brady video that's shown to all teams, 
more than players pointing the finger and just not being accountable. The NFL should ban all betting on football completely. Let, let the guys go bet on other sports that they're not involved in, but take away college football because these players have friends who play for those schools or coaches. They know just any football, XFL, wherever it is, you can't bet on football if you're an NFL player or employee. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Or just, hey, don't bet on the NFL, but whatever you do otherwise is your own business. Like, let's think about it. Like, the, the rule doesn't make any sense of if you're a team hotel, even if you're a team facility, you're in a meeting room, for goodness sake, and you're betting on the Nuggets versus the Heat tonight. Who cares? Whoa, whoa. Why is that bad? Like, what is when you're thinking about the spirit of the rule, why they made this rule, why would Jameson Williams, let's say, if he's sitting again at his locker in the Detroit Lions facility and he bets on the, the Vegas Golden Knights in game four, what, what? Why are the? Why does the NFL care? Like, what, what does difference does it make? I don't see why that's really even on the books. But yeah, like, your your suggestion is completely reasonable. I just think, other than betting on the NFL, whatever. Why are they really caring? What? Why? What? What makes a difference to them? I under completely understand why they wouldn't want any player betting on any NFL game prop, whatever. That's totally reasonable to me. It's it's it been on the books since the Black Sox in 1919, right? Like, this is this is something we all understand. The other stuff I don't. The NFL, look, it's a, this is all pretty new for them. The whole, like, meshing of sports betting and, and, and you know, every 30-some states and all that kind of stuff, having it legal, they're still figuring it out, too. And I think they're going to streamline things, and it stinks that some of these players probably, you know, got caught up in a, in a rule that really doesn't make much sense. But, again, rules are rules, and, and these, these guys really should have known better. I think it's easy. You don't bet on any college or professional football, and I'm not talking soccer. I'm talking American football, and that's it. You don't bet any time, any place. You can bet on the NHL. You can bet on soccer, auto racing, F1, NASCAR, whatever it is. You just take away the football connection to it because guys know guys and you can go down that list and that's a simple rule players follow it i agree with you we all have rules and uh, you know jameson got six games uh he didn't bet on nfl games no one bet on their team uh but you know i think he bet on some games while in the locker room or allen park or team hotel and he got six games he'll lose like seven million bucks so he paid a price yeah, he definitely did, and it is unfortunate if for him, the Lions, for everybody. Uh, but again, you know, I I have more sympathy for guys like that than I do for anybody who made a bet on an NFL game, whether it's Isaiah Rogers or uh, Kelvin Ridley. I mean, you know that's wrong. You just absolutely like you can't look me in the eye or look Roger Goodell in the eye, I guess, and say I didn't know I couldn't bet on the NFL. Like everybody knows that. Everybody, everybody knows that. You don't need Tom Brady on a video telling you that. So I have more. Much, much more sympathy for the guys who, yeah, again, wherever they were, Team Hotel, betting on you know a baseball game or something, the Detroit Lions or the Detroit Tigers, and because that doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're kind of illogical, but yeah, definitely no sympathy for the guys who bet on NFL games. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Frank, always appreciate the conversation. Enjoy your downtime in the weekend. Absolutely, appreciate it. Frank Schraub checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a craft coffee. 
Uh, roasted and brewed in Grand Rapids. Canned nitro cold brew also is available. No sugar, no additives. A great energy wake-up drink from Central American Beans to downtown Grand Rapids to all across the state. Look for Roast Umber Coffee uh, in your local store or online, roastumber.com. You can have it delivered to your home or business. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So right now they've got an awesome deal going on for new customers who sign up using promo code HUGE. If you deposit at least $5, you can get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up using promo code HUGE and you can start playing your favorites like slots, roulette, blackjack. And what's even better, it's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw all your cash whenever you're ready. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Casino app now, use promo code HUGE, and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Huge here with a reminder that the Meyer State Games of Michigan Summer Games are almost here, but there's still time to register in a ton of sports that are available to amateur athletes all across Michigan, from track to golf, swimming to basketball, and more. They've got an event for athletes of all ages and all abilities. You still can register now at stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. That's stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Have a blast with Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Saturdays in June, two players every hour win $1,500 premium play. On June 24th, the 11 p.m. winner rolls out in a new Coachman Catalina Legacy Edition. It's Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway, only at... Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on this Friday statewide broadcast on 19 incredible radio stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. We're going to end today's show talking about some of the great food at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational Tournament Week is about golf and that two-person 
LPGA team event, but also food, uh, the Eat Great Trail, uh, all the different brands, everything they have. Cam Wing uh, is the food king uh, when it comes to the Dow GLBI. He's standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome in, my friend. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. All right, so for somebody who's never been to one of the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational two-person LPGA team events, Let's set up tournament week on all the food options, uh, the customers, uh, the patrons, the golfers, everybody, what they can experience. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you're coming for the great golf, right? The athletes are all energized. They're pumped up. They're ready to play and compete with their partners. That's number one. Uh, Number two, you touched on it, the food. The food is fantastic. And what makes this tournament unique from the food um, point of view is really the local aspect of the food on course. So really the GLBI is all about community and we uh, try to nail that down and make sure that we fulfill that promise in the community by bringing local restaurants on course during the week. So even though the concession foods are fantastic, we aim this year to have 15 local restaurants from around the Great Lakes Bay region on course serving four to six ounce portions um, all day long during the tournament. So we're really excited of getting these uh, restaurants, especially how they've been impacted by COVID over the last few years, right, with food ingredient prices, um, staffing shortages, just all the trials and tribulations that these local uh, small business or small restaurants have gone through. Um, We're really excited to showcase their culinary talents, uh, their foods, their beverages on course during the tournament um, and, and get those people in the around the Lake Bay region in their doors. Cam Wang heads up the Eat Great brand and trail and all the food you can experience on the course at the Midland Country Club at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational. Tournament week begins on July 16th with the Rock the Block party I'll be hosting in downtown Midland. Runs right through Saturday of that week in July. DowGLBI.com if you want to get more info on the Eat Great trail and all the food and everything they have to offer dowglbi.com uh, what are some of the portions people can enjoy this year what type of food uh, when they're on the course at the Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational at Midland Country Club yeah absolutely so when a patron gets on course and they have that special eat great ticket there are three big hospitality tents that they can are allowed access into not only is there great food inside each one of these uh, big hospitality tents but they also provide a great view of the tournament. They're all elevated four or five feet off the ground to provide great views of holes, tee boxes, of all the athletes and the action that's going on. But once you enter those hospitality decks, you're going to see four to five different restaurants serving food. And once you're inside there, uh, there are there are themes to these decks, which will stay the same throughout the week. Uh, those themes are being released uh, this week, and I can, I'm happy to announce that the, the themes are going to be a Mexican theme, a brunch or small plate theme, and then a barbecue theme. So those are the three decks that patrons will see on course at Dow GLBI. And once you get inside that deck, and what, whatever that theme is, uh, the local restaurants will be providing four to six ounce portions that go in line with that theme with a drink and a dessert to match. So we encourage patrons to walk around these different decks, pop inside, 
see what these local restaurants are providing. And once they go along the trail, they will be full and happy and ready to watch some golf. So now are there tickets for the Eat Great Trail at the Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational uh, week of July 16th? Are, are tickets needed for the Eat Great Trail? If so, how much do they cost? Are they daily tickets? Are they for the full week? Uh, explain that side of it. Yes, sir. Yep, you need a ticket, and those are found in the same place, www.dowglvi.com, like you just mentioned. Regular admission tickets to get into uh, the tournament are $10. The Eat Great Trail tickets are $60, and those are daily tickets. Uh, $60 for adults in between the ages of 12 and 20, and they are $20. And then uh, youth under 12 get in free. Uh, so those are the ticket prices. And then you get to not only entry into these uh, private hospitality decks, but then you get to try the over 15 different local restaurants that will be on course serving uh, during the day. So we really encourage you to get on and get in the trail because it will be a great time, smoke in the air, people laughing, and as always, great golf. Cam Wing heads up the Great Trail at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational Tournament Week is July uh, 16th. You can go to DowGLBI.com if you want to buy those tickets. I know last year, I think, if I'm not wrong, did the tickets sell out or they were very limited by the time we got to Tournament Week? Yes, sir. They they go fast. And the cool thing is the restaurants, they change really every year. So it's new restaurants, new themes, new food. So patrons and guests can look forward to a little bit different trail each and every year. And I'm really excited about the lineup this year. Um, we have some great partners, and we know people will leave the Midland Country Club full and uh, happy to watch some excellent golf. So we, we really encourage you to come on out, join us, support our local restaurants, and make sure that this event is a great thing for this community. You know, when I'm set up there Monday and Tuesday doing my show cam, uh, I'm hoping right there on my table is my ticket to the Great Trail. Oh, I will hook you up no matter what. I'll uh, go across the different decks, I was, and I will, I'll get you everything. I wasn't even asking that. It's amazing you offered it. <laughs> that was a beautiful thing. You got it, sir. Oh, I never I never asked for any free food. That's, uh, that's This is shocking. It's like a first on the huge show. Well, Cam, uh, you and your team, I know in my experiences, uh, the food is been a huge part of the success of the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational. The Great Trail tickets are on sale right now. All the info, go to DowGLBI.com. Tournament week starts Sunday, July 16th, 5 until 8 p.m. The Rock the Block Party uh, with LGA or LPGA players, uh, bands, and I'll be doing a Q&A and hosting that in downtown Midland. Can't wait to see a Cam. Thank you so much. And what an incredible offer for me to have access to the Eat Great Trail. I'm, I'm getting tears right now. I'm welling up. Hey, absolutely. Whatever we can do for you, you're a great partner, and we appreciate I'm you. Moving to uh, we feel honored to have you out there during the week and uh, at the event. So don't worry. This Once weekend. you get to your desk, you'll have plenty of food to, uh, to chow down uh, on. Okay, I can't wait to see you guys. Tell one in the crew I said hello. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Okay. You're a city and you want me to move to your city? Just say all the food, everything you need. Just tell her, no, I want, oh, I'm going to get the brunch food. I'm going to get the Mexican food. I'm going to get, oh, I'm getting the barbecue. The Dow GLBI food is fantastic, just like what they do next week with the Jay Brewers Pavilion and all the concessions 
at the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. I'm telling you, even if you're not a golf fan, I, I, I will give you this guarantee. No matter what age you are, where you're living right now, you make a trip to the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give at the Blyfield Country Club next week and make that trip over to Midland. It's a beautiful place. It really is. It's one of my favorite cities. We have 100.9 FM, longtime affiliate, but the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational is amazing. It is. Um, kids, to you want to hang out with the guys, the ladies, it doesn't matter. It's all about community. At the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give next week and also at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational LPGA two-person team event. Get more info on that Eat Great Trail at DowGLBI.com. That is DowGLBI.com. Big. Bad. Huge.